Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of Zim Integrated Shipping Services Limited, ticker symbol ZIM, Zim. At the time of recording this video, Zim is trading for just under $48 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 21%. Over the past year, even with this year's decline, Zim is up 21%. And since they were listed about a year and a half ago, Zim has nearly quadrupled its stock price. Zim is down over $40 from their 52-week high. They're trading at about $14 over their 52-week low. About 5.5% of the company's shares outstanding are currently sold short. And Zim has a $5.5 billion market cap. For some background about the business, Zim Integrated Shipping Services Limited is an asset-like container lining shipping company. It offers tailored services including land transportation and logistics services, specialized shipping solutions including the transportation of out-of-gauge cargo, refrigerated cargo, and dangerous and hazardous cargo. Its services include cargo services, digital services, schedules, and shipping trades and lines. Geographically, it derives a majority of revenue from the Pacific. Zim provides door-to-door -door and port-to-port -port transportation services for various types of customers, including end-users, consolidators, and freight forwarders. The company also offers Zim Monitor, a premium reefer cargo tracking service. As of December of last year, the business operated a fleet of 118 vessels, which includes 110 container vessels and 8 vehicle transport vessels of which four were owned by it, and 114 vessels are chartered in. Additionally, they own a network of 70 weekly chartered lines. Zim Integrated Shipping Services was incorporated in 1945 and is headquartered in Haifa, Israel. For our fundamental analysis today, we're going to be performing a modified version of the eight-pillar analysis originally popularized by Everything Money, taking a look at eight key financial metrics of Zim and coming to a holistic and beginning understanding of the business's fundamentals. So let's get right into it. Starting off with pillar number one, we want their average PE over the past five years to be below 22 and a half. Zim has only been publicly listed for about a year and a half, so this price to earnings ratio is only going to go back that far. Currently, Zim is trading below a one PE. That is quite cheap. It's a PE of one stock. Over this time frame, their average PE has been about three, so that is going to be a massive check. Zim, based on its earning potential, is trading very, very cheaply right now. Keep in mind that this is only the beginning of the story with Zim. Next up, pillar number two, we want their average five-year return on capital to be above 9%. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is gonna return approximately what its underlying business returns, and these business returns are gonna be captured here by return on capital. Zim has produced quite attractive returns on capital, especially post-pandemic. Last year, the business posted a 72% return on capital, which is absolutely fantastic. That's eight times above the 9% metric we're looking for. And over these last 12 months, Zim has actually produced 85% returns on capital. So that is outstanding, absolutely phenomenal. However, these really high returns on capital have coincided with the overall global shipping boom. And prior to the pandemic, although Zim did earn nice returns on capital in 2017 and 2019, they earned practically nothing in 2018. Averaged out throughout this time frame, taking in their highs and their lows, Zim is earning about 25% returns on capital in a given year. Keep in mind that this is not steady. Their business has a lot of ups and downs, but relative to their shipping peers, Zim is doing a fantastic job here. That's a solid check on pillar number two. Pillar number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. 
Zim has tripled revenues over this time frame from about $3 billion of revenue in 2017 all the way up to nearly $10.7 billion of revenue in 2021. Another massive check here. Pillar number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. So Zim had lackluster net income up until about 2020. Zim only produced $6 million of net income in 2017. And last year, they produced over $4.6 billion of net income. In the years between, they had pretty lackluster net income. They had negative net incomes in 2018 and 2019, but they had half a billion dollars of net income in 2020. Again, their business has really taken off, coinciding with the global shipping boom. So that's another check on pillar number four. So far through four pillars, we've got four checks. Pillar number five, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business buys back stock and decreases the number of shares outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business and ultimately increasing the percentage of the business's future profits that you're going to be entitled to without you having to spend a dime. Here, unfortunately, we're seeing the opposite. Over this time frame, Zim has diluted existing shareholders by about 19%. Shareholder dilution can be a silent killer for investors as it means that over time, your ownership percentage of the business is decreasing involuntarily. So this is our first X on pillar number five. Pillar number six, we're looking for five-year free cash flow growth. Free cash flow is cash from operations minus capital expenditures. It's this column here in green. Free cash flow is the lifeblood of any business and can be used to pay dividends, buy back shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, or reinvest back into the business. A business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back by a reasonable interest rate is ultimately how that business is going to be valued. So looking at Zim's free cash flow profile here, in 2017, they produced about $200 million of free cash flow, and that has increased all the way to $5 billion of free cash flow in 2021. That is an absolute monster number compared to their prior years. This is a massive check on pillar number six. And one thing to note that's especially important about Zim here, based on their free cash flow profile, is that they've produced positive free cash flows in all five years, which is something that the vast majority of their global shipping peers have not been able to do. Most other shipping companies that we've looked at have had their ups and downs and have been highly cyclical in their cash flows. Zim has not been. They've been able to operate a very CapEx light business based on their overall cash from operations and free cash flows. And they've been able to grow free cash flows at a rate that is much faster than their overall capital expenditures. In an average year over this time frame, Zim is earning about $1.3 billion of free cash flow. So we'll be using that on pillar seven and eight coming up. Last thing we want to highlight here about free cash flows is that over the last 12 months, Zim has produced $5.8 billion of free cash flow. Right now, they only have a market cap of $5.5 billion. So this company is absolutely printing money and it is not being valued that way. Either their ability to produce free cash flow is going to drop off dramatically or it looks like the market is severely underestimating their free cash flow potential. We'll come back and say more about this later on. Pillar number seven, we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term cash equivalents to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by five. So Zim has negative net debt as of the end of last year. So what this means is that after subtracting all of their debts, they're left over with positive cash. 
that's a check right there without having to run any analysis on pillar number seven. Zim's balance sheet is in a healthy place. And again, that's a big difference from most of their shipping peers. Most of these businesses are saddled with a lot of debt, and most of these other businesses' recent free cash flows have gone to paying back debt and paying dividends. With having a net cash position on their balance sheet, Zim obviously does not need to pay back debt. That frees up their free cash flows for other capital allocation uses. Finally, the big pillar of them all, pillar number eight, we want their market cap to be below their average five-year free cash flow multiplied by 20 to give us a reasonable starting point as to a valuation for the business. So as mentioned, Zim has a $5.5 billion market cap. When we multiply their average five-year free cash flow of $1.3 billion times 20, that brings us all the way to $26 billion. So that is a massive check here on pillar number eight. Now, this doesn't mean that you run out and buy the business. This type of analysis is a holistic beginning starting point. It's not financial advice. What you want to do here is ask yourself, is 20 a reasonable free cash flow multiple for Zim? Currently, they're trading under one times their previous 12 months of free cash flow. And in comparison to other shipping peers, they've been able to produce free cash flows in each of the last five years. While a lot of these other businesses are only experiencing outsized free cash flows as of this year, maybe starting in 2020. But most of them had some pretty awful years in 2017, 2018, and 2019. So again, unless Zim's ability to produce free cash flow just absolutely falls off a cliff, even if it stays steady or even has a pretty decent decline, as long as it doesn't drop dramatically in the next year or so, Zim is looking very, very cheap based on their abilities to produce free cash flows. So the last thing we're looking at here is Zim's dividend profile. Zim currently pays one of the highest dividend yields on the entire market. Zim is paying a 25.5% dividend yield which is absolutely bonkers compared to the overall market. To put that into perspective, the S&P 500 right now is only paying out a 1.5% dividend yield. Zim has a yield that's more than 20 times higher than the overall S&P 500. We want to keep in mind that people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield. Instead, what we want to do is stop and look at the overall health of their dividend and determine whether their dividend is sustainable and supported by their cash flows. So Zim has only been publicly listed for about a year and a half. So our data for dividend payouts is only going to encompass last year. Here we're also seeing their free cash flow per share metrics. Even with this huge 25% dividend yield, in the last year, Zim only paid out about 50% of their cash flows as dividends. That's actually a pretty reasonable number here. And if Zim wanted to, they could actually increase this. Ideally, we want businesses that are paying out less than 60% of their cash flows as dividends. So again, if Zim is able to keep up these cash flows, which is a big if as the overall global market in shipping is in a huge boom right now, as long as that doesn't take an absolute nosedive, it looks like Zim is going to continue being able to pay an above average dividend yield. And while this yield and the overall amount of cash flows that you'll get as dividends may decline, it still has pretty good probabilities of being higher than the overall market. Take that as a grain of salt though, as the future is never guaranteed, especially with a company's and especially with a business that's in a highly cyclical industry that's historically known for these huge boom and bust cycles. So in summary, Zim checks the box on seven out of eight pillars. They operate in a highly cyclical industry that has absolutely boomed recently, but relative to their peers, Zim has pretty much dominant fundamentals across the board that are outclassing nearly every other shipping company out there. 
Zim has produced good amounts of positive free cash flow in each of the last five years. Their returns on capital over the past year have just been gaudy, and currently their business is selling for a market cap that's below their trailing 12 months of free cash flow. Couple that with a net cash position on their balance sheet, and it looks like Zim is not only both a strong company in a cyclical industry, but it looks like it's pretty darn cheap. So keep in mind that this type of analysis overall is a beginning and holistic understanding of Zim. It's not financial advice and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of Zim. In order to be comfortable investing into any business, as a starting point, this analysis is really about determining whether it's worth your while to dig in and learn more about the business. As a value investor, ultimately we don't wanna be investing in companies unless we know their essence and can understand the business inside and out, really as if we own 100% of the business. Those are the standards that you want to hold yourself to as you're learning more about Zim and the overall global shipping market. With that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Zim Integrated Shipping Services Limited, ticker symbol ZIM. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Zim with me and have a great day.